are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power what's up everybody welcome to power producer shop talk where we are refining and redefining the sales game and today we are bringing you part one of a two-part shop talk because we like to try and keep these things a little short and sweet for you yeah on impulse factors Mm mm-hmm Yep. The D's. The D's is the one who brought up the impulse factors. Yeah. This is his show. I mean, this is something. This guy, listen, don't let the beard fool you, man. He's wise for his age, and he's got a lot of experience in sales and specifically some really good sales training from things outside the industry. So yep. I'm going to sit back and let him just freestyle a little bit, and I'm going to ask questions where I need to because I have a feeling I'm getting ready to learn a little bit. Yeah, so this kind of came up the other day, yesterday, whenever I think yesterday when we were um, talking on the on the regular podcast, um, and it and it just got me thinking that we haven't really talked about. It. So impulse factors is something that I learned uh, when I was selling office supplies, doing the quill thing for the five and a half years that I was doing it. But it was something that we, we <laughs> talked to our training. Such a horrible tenure. I cannot oh. imagine doing that for five and I, a half do, years. No, I, you know, I, I think the average tenure was probably. Three months, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right. Um, I mean, it was super high turnover, but I, I tell you what, man, it was like a master's class in sales. Um, I mean, you got thrown into the fire immediately and it was, you, you just had to learn by doing. And I mean, you got reps and reps and reps, you know, 50 a day sometimes, um, you know, if it wasn't necessarily going your way. And that kind of accelerated things. Um you know, by the way, can I just tell you those guys hate me because when they come in here and give me their pitch, I actually critique their pitch back to them and say this might work better next time. Well, it was funny because when I was when I was sitting at the Lutes office one day and this girl walked in <clears throat> and said that she was with Quill and, and I just kind of smirked a little bit and it's like, okay, what do you got? And, you know, she gave me her pitch and it was terrible. Like, it, I, mean, I could tell that she was like pretty new. Cause it was just filled with doubt and, and, you know, um, she wasn't really sticking to, to the pitch at all, which I still remember because I did it every day for five and a half years. But, um, at any rate, one of the things that we used, um, as like a sales technique is what they called impulse factors. And that was, there was four of them. There was Jones effect, indifference, fear of loss and sense of urgency. So we'll talk about Jones effect and indifference today. And then we'll do the other two, you know, next episode and all that. But, Jones effect is simple, man. It's it's basically refer, referencing somebody else that you have sold to or that's a client or that's in the same industry to give you credibility and put the customer at ease. So back when I was doing the office supplies, I would hit like all the businesses on the right side of the road. So I'd walk into the first one and um, you know, hit them with the pitch. And usually I would ice break 
And then I would immediately insert some, some Jones effect in there. Like, um, you know, I, I was just next door with your neighbor, David at, at Florida risk partners. He's a client of ours. Um, you know, I was able to save him 20% on his office supplies. So I figured I'd pop in here and introduce myself to whoever handles that for you guys. Cause I was trying to make the sale like right then and there. So it was a little bit, a little bit different, but you can still use it with what we do, you know, a hundred percent, like you can do it on the phones. Um, you know, you can, you can do it if you're doing drops, it, it really is not limited and you can use it all over. It doesn't have to just be in your introduction. Um, if you get a question, you know, like, like I'll get questions sometimes when I'm on the phone with, with prospects, um, or even clients, if I'm trying to, um, you know, get them another line of coverage or something where they ask me something specific about, um, maybe the, maybe the auto rates so right now, auto, auto rates are horrible, especially in Florida. You know, we're seeing 20, 30, sometimes 40% increases at renewal. So I'll reference, I'll reference some other clients and be like, Hey, I, you know, I, it, it is bad. I've got another, uh, I've got another plumber. You may have heard of them and you don't have to say them specifically. Like you can, you can, if you want, but you don't have to, you can just use a, a, a general term, but you know, they saw, yeah, they saw, especially like I've, I've run into this before and I've, I've caught myself because I feel like I'm, I'm not doing my clients any favors. Like if I say I saved so-and-so so much money, yeah. I, I just, I feel kind of weird doing that. But I mean, Right. I think it's better if you generalize it like, hey, there's another one of your peers, like literally it, within a stone's throw of here that we've saved a hundred thousand dollars. Sure. Or something and if you're like talking that. about something like that, I think you're I think you're right. But if you're if you're maybe if you're just trying to get in the door, you know, and I'm walking in and I'm doing a, a, a drop, you know, oh, I'll, yeah, you're I'll definitely gonna reference it. Hey, I was over at so and so. I mean it's gonna totally. be the biggest one of their so it, their, it, their number one competitor every time. Exactly. So it it, it, it kind of does a couple things. It it gives you the instant credibility that okay, this guy you know deals with one of my peers. He probably knows some stuff about you know what we have going on here. If if he's dealing with them, it just gives you that it, it gives you that credibility and it, and it puts them at ease too. Like if I would walk into a business and not use Jones Effect and reference somebody else, I could I could sense an immediate standoffishness or, or, or closed off, you know, um, demeanor from, from the prospects that I was talking to. And it would totally change if I was just like, Hey, I was just next door with, with David at Florida risk partners. He's a customer of ours. Even if he's not a customer, I don't even have to say that part. I just say, you know, I was just talking with him, figured I'd pop in here as well. Um, you know, and, and, you know, see how we could help you out. Whatever the rest of your intro or pitch is, that part doesn't matter. But I think the Jones effect part of it is, is, is crucial in establishing some credibility and relaxing the prospect. I think the one thing that's powerful too, that the Jones effect does is if you approach it that way and you drop those names, somehow those people feel like you're going to come in and they have the ability to maybe get some information about that other company that they're competing with when you meet with them. Cause that's always a question I get, Oh, well, you know, how much are they doing over there? Or, you know, something along those lines. And, and so it's actually a, a good way because if people feel like they're, you're useful to them to give them information about mm -hmm. their competition, they're going to be willing to meet with you almost every time. Right. Yeah, totally. I mean, so there, there, there's multiple ways that this can have a positive impact for you. And I think sometimes we may even do it and not really realize it, but um, I, I think it can be kind of lost in the shuffle and it's, it's an easy thing to do. And it's a good tool, you know, for you to use to kind of, boost your your results 
All right, so that puts a wrap on Jones effect. Yeah, pretty simple. So indifference is indifference is easy too. I mean, indifference is just like I'm naturally pretty indifferent, but it it has to do with your body language and your tone, uh, especially in person. It's it, it's a lot easier to do it in person because you can see them and they can see you. So I would walk in and I would just be. It, it's kind of just like a nonchalant attitude, like the sale. You know, the 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 outcome of this, whether I make the sale or not, is 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 not going to have. You know, it's, it's, it's not going to make or break me like, and that's how, that's what my tone and my body language would reflect. So <laughs> hey, if you want to talk to me about copy paper, cool. If you don't, that's fine too. Yeah. I'm going to sell so, some anyways. So it's like, you know, okay. Do you want to pay 40 bucks at Staples or would you rather pay 28 99 with, you know, with us at Quill? It's, it's your call. We'll deliver it to you for free. It's, you know, ships out next day. So it's like, like, like that's, it's a, it, it was just like non-confrontational, not high pressure. Right. And I think, no, I mean, I think that's a really, really good way to approach it too, man. Like it doesn't, mm -hmm. the way that I said it, people was sarcastic. That was not indifference. That was me just being like an arrogant prick when I walk in, like you don't want right. to buy for me. That's cool. Somebody else will No, right. what Kyle just did is picture perfect for indifference and how you want to deal with somebody like, Hey, you could keep paying $40, you know, a ream or whatever, a box for your paper. Or, or you could pay twenty eight ninety nine and have it delivered for free, so you don't even have to run to the store to get it. Mm -hmm. And and so I think that you know sometimes in the insurance world we we get maybe a little inside our heads and 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 kind of make it more of a high pressure thing than we need to maybe because well so and and this will play into sense of urgency when we talk about this next week, but maybe the renewal's coming up and maybe we're getting a little bit of you know uh, commission breath and we're you know we're trying to you know, get, get this in before, um, you know, before it expires or before they renew with the incumbent and, and that, then you kind of lose all, all indifference. So, you know, we use this all the time when we engage with people well, well ahead of renewal. Right. And I had this conversation with somebody on the phone earlier this week, they don't renew their, um, I think Marvin's calling on like October stuff right now. So I had this lady on the phone and, Fantastic. um, yeah. And, and I, I pulled it up and I would, well, you know what, actually this particular situation, their old policy said uh, July, but then it got rewritten and it's October. So I was like, well, uh, th she goes, that, you know, don't we um, not renew until October? I was like, yeah, you definitely do. But you know, that's not a problem. I often like doing that and engaging this far out because it, it takes all the pressure off. We're not under, you know, crunch time of needing to get something in place before, you know, a certain date. And it allows us to really kind of take a look at the whole picture and, and give you, you know, the, the best feedback and put you in the best position to, um, you know, you know, be in a good place from a, um, from a bottom line perspective or whatever. It was you know, some, think, something like that. I think the thing that people need to hear from this message is indifference is a sales tactic. It's not your mindset. You can't have an indifferent mindset. You, ha you can go in and use a sales tactic of indifference to get the end result you want, but mm -hmm. you still need to remain as intense as you are in getting the sale. 
And I think that controlled intensity is one of the gifts that many people are lacking in any sales capacity because they don't realize you can actually be really intense, really ingrained in getting where you want to be, but that just makes you hone your craft of indifference or the Jones effect or whatever else we talk about that Mm -hmm. much more. You intensely go after that, but what comes across to the client is that smooth indifference in the sales approach. And you have to make sure that you're not being indifferent in your mindset because the person that's indifferent in the mindset's the one that's not breaking early to go to the, yeah, they're going to the golf course happy. I, eh, I could sell some more stuff today, but why would I when I can go to the driving range, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's a very good distinction. Very good point. Um, the only other thing I would add to is like the in-person, um, you know, when you're sitting at the table, like, just trying to be relaxed. And sometimes that's tough, especially if it's a big middle market deal, but like your body language is, is crucial. So I would always try to mirror what the, what the customer was doing. And, you know, if I walked in and somebody was, um, sitting at their desk, like I would just walk in and sit down at the chair across from them. I'm not going to stand in their doorway, you know, holding a bunch of shit in my arms. Like I am Kyle. Huh? Yeah, it's it's weird, yeah, it's just, but it's, but it's you would be surprised, man, how many people like would just stand there and awkwardly pitch them, and we're just you know it's just it, it's strange, but they're focused on okay, I need to pitch this person, but not focused on like the human human interaction and understanding what is going to make them comfortable. Standing while somebody is sitting, dude, not good. I like sitting at my house watching football. Like I, I had I had one of my buddies, you know, we were watching Bucks games. He's a huge Bucks fan, as am I. We're, and this this dude was standing for like the entire first quarter. I'm like, you need to sit the fuck down because you're making me nervous. Like, you, I, but it's yeah, the same. No, I'm, I'm the same way with my kids, man. It's the same thing. Um, you know, when we, when we're dealing with clients, so like mirroring what they were doing. It if there wasn't a chair, I would just kind of like lean in the door frame. You know, I I, I wouldn't just be standing there like in the middle of their office. Um, so you can kind of adapt to what's. What going if they on, had a but, standing desk? What would you do in that situation? <laughs> that wasn't a just, thing back then. I, was, I would just, no, it wasn't. Um, I would maybe just come around their side of the desk and put my arm around them. You know, anytime I think of a meeting with a, a prospect, I always think about that scene from Liar Liar when Jim Carrey's in the boardroom, just being brutally honest with everybody at the table. <laughs> and like, just one day of my career, I would like to have everybody uh, who's ever given me pushback, you know, in a presentation or whatever around that table. So I can just go in, be brutally honest, roast the living daylights out of every single one of them and then leave. Like when he scalps uh, that guy and walks around doing the Indian war cry, it's absolutely, <laughs> it's, it was like, hilarious. it's absolutely uh, fantastic. But, you know, Honestly, man, when you watch stuff like that and Tommy Boy, as crazy as and funny as the movies are, there are some nuggets and lessons to be learned in some of that Definitely. stuff. It, it's kind of funny. So indifference in the Jones effect, man. I think this yeah. is a good shop talk, man. Right on mm-hmm. the nose for time. Gave him a couple of nuggets. Yep. I say we wrap this one up and go and uh, we'll give him two more next week. Sounds good. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. See ya.
You've been listening to Power Producers Shop Talk. You can follow us at the Power Producers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to take your game to the next level, check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit Amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book, The Extra Two Minutes. 